always love a classical concert, and the sound up in the gods of the Royal Albert Hall is beautiful. The Fantasy Symphony Orchestra, an American orchestra on long-term residency in the UK, is definitely worth the trip to London, even despite the crowds. Almost as if in slow motion, we see the orchestra stand, and one man, the first bassoonist, fall. His stand underneath him, music flying everywhere, the man keeping a hold of his instrument until the last possible moment as he collapses. Not what I expected, but let's see what I can do. It's the Ella Oleander Mysteries. Stage, I find three people stood near the body of the first bassoonist. It's been moved from the stage and carefully placed on a table, his bassoon lying next to him. I note his slightly dishevelled suit, polished but cracked shoes, and something odd about his face. Which sounds a bit cruel considering the circumstances, actually. Anyway, a lanky woman is on the phone, rubbing the back of her neck and purposefully facing away from the body. She hangs up as I walk near. A short, bespectacled man stands to his, uh, full height when in view of the others, yet drooping, one not. He's near the body and can't seem to look away. Finally, the imposing conductor is walking back to the others after a phone call, tapping his leg with his phone. I'm awfully sorry for your loss. Were you close with the man? They look confused. I may need to sell this one a little more. I was in the audience and saw what happened. I thought you may be in need of someone to look into the death. The conductor is already asking a lot of questions. This may not help me. Think, Ella, how can I use this? I'm here to begin an investigation. If you would start by telling me your names and how you know the deceased. They seem to accept this and begin shaking my hand and introducing themselves. I really wish I'd brought a notebook with me. I should really learn opportunities can come from anywhere. I'm Nancy Hall. Second bassoonist with the orchestra. I've already called Anna... Harvey's wife, the, the victim's wife. She seems a bit shocked and won't look me in the eyes when I shake her hand, but I thank her and move on to the short man next to her. John Taylor. I'm, I was, Harvey's best friend. Now you'd better not mess this up. How kind. Potential short man syndrome, maybe? He seems to be doubting me already, which is a bit concerning. I turn away to shake hands with the conductor. James A. Morris. Thank you so much for the quick turnaround on this. Rest assured, we'll do everything we can to help. I'm sure I don't know what happened, and I'd like you to keep me as up to date as possible. Do let me know the minute you discover anything. I'm sure it's a natural death anyway. He glances between the body and me while shaking my hand, and leans towards me, which very much is invading my personal space. Thank you all. Would you mind if I inspect the body? 
At their consent, I walk closer to the table. I need to make this quick, though. I don't know when the police will arrive, but it's a murder. They won't exactly take their time. I turn to the body of the first bassoonist for the Fantasy Symphony Orchestra, Harvey Jones. Narrowing my eyes as I glance over the body, I can see that his fall during the final bow isn't what killed him. He didn't land on anything that hard. No bullet or knife wounds, an unlikely potential anywhere, I suppose, but always worth checking. Looking around his mouth, I also note no signs of poison. Maybe my earlier instinct was wrong. It would be easy to rule this a natural death, perhaps by heart attack, except the man didn't clutch at his chest. I wonder if I'll be able to con, I mean persuade, my way into the autopsy results. I turn around to find the conductor standing very close behind me, peering at the body. Um, excuse me, please. That's unhelpful. Not to mention creepy. Could you show me to the stage, please? I need to inspect the crime scene. As Nancy leaves to comfort the victim's significant other, the conductor shows me to the stage, with John close behind to make sure I do this right. Please stand back and don't touch anything. We don't want to tamper with any evidence. Yet. I walk between the chairs to the one lying on the floor, with sheets of music scattered around it and water leaking over everything. As I tie my hair up, considering chopping it all off for the hundredth time, I think back to the death, the victim falling as he stood for the final bow. The stand he fell on is crumpled on the floor. I bend down to inspect it closer, careful not to touch. There's no blood, that aligns with the lack of wounds on the body. I crawl along the floor to the scattered music, noting John sputtering from somewhere behind about my technique. The music went flying everywhere, including under the chair. I crawl closer to inspect the- Ugh! The reed cup has spilt, and of course, I've knelt on the contents. My knee-length skirt now has a huge damp patch on the hem. I take out a tissue and pick up the reed cup anyway. Luckily, it doesn't smell of anything. I stand up to where the victim's chair was and look out to the now-vacated audience seating. Although the final clap could have concealed a muffled gunshot, considering the crowd of musicians in the way and the lack of blood anywhere, I file this idea is unlikely. Pity I couldn't inspect the body closer. Oi! What do you think you're doing? And I'm out of time. The police have arrived. I quickly pocket the reed cup, sculpt my face into the picture of innocence and whirl around to face them. Ah! Hi. I'm Oleander, Ella Oleander, private investigator. I haven't touched anything. Mental note to put gloves in my bag next time so I can. And? You have no right! Well, technically I have permission. Oh, okay, I'm going this way now, am I? They march me across the stage, past the red-faced John and the shocked conductor, and into the backstage area. We reach a chair and the inspector says, Watch her, and we'll need a statement since the theatre messed up and let everyone leave. Thank you, officers. An hour later, I've finally given my statement and I've been rewarded with a warning. Something about interrupting police business? Who knows. I tried to tell them the products of my investigation, but they didn't seem to want to listen. John walks over and sits down next to me. So you're not with the police? Well, no. In my defence, I never said I was. Granted. They're saying it's natural causes. A heart attack. He didn't clutch his chest. At John's confused glance, I elaborate. He didn't display the normal signs of a heart attack. If they rule it as such, well, here's my card. I stand and walk away as I'm now free to leave. A couple of days later, I'm sat in my hotel room, my favourite mystery book in hand, when my phone rings, an unknown number. Interesting. Hello? Is this Miss Oleander? It's John. We met at the Royal Albert Hall. You gave me your card after you were questioned by the police. Before you left? Hello, yes. What's the verdict? You were right. 
They ruled it a heart attack. Do you believe them? Well, I... I would like to hire you to investigate further. He must be really swallowing his pride on this one. Of course. Do you have a way to contact the others I met, and the victim's wife? I do, yes. Have them meet me for interviews at the Café Corona at different times each tomorrow, including you, starting at 10am. I will. Thank you. Thank you.